what's the most amount of trouble 1,500 people could cause? Put some streamers on those internment camps. Let people have fucking gender reveals. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? It's your old pal Joe here, just checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday. How's it going? How's it hanging, my friend? Listen, I hope you're doing well, all right? I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you are not, hey, come on now. That's A-OK. But might as well get your shit together. What the fuck else are you doing? We're already done with January, people. Of 2024, the first month gone, we're down to 11 months of the last year as we know it. Is Satan going to win or is God? We'll find out November 4th or whenever election day is, right? (laughs) But up until then, you might as well get it together, people. January's already done. Crazy, crazy how quickly the time goes, uh, goes and comes. It's just surprising all around. Got some shows coming up, ladies and gentlemen. I will be in uh, Flint, Michigan. This Saturday at Timothy's Pub, we're bringing the comedy back. We had a great show there last year, and we're going to do it again. Uh, I'll also be in Midland, Michigan, Thursday, February 8th, and then Cass City, Michigan, February 17th, and then Knoxville, Tennessee in May. All right? We're booking some stuff uh, a little bit further out, so I'll be making a return to Tennessee in May at the latest, possibly sooner. But uh, JoeKellyComedy.com has all your upcoming dates, shows, and all that nonsense, all right? How have you been, my friend? What's been going on with you? How has your week been? What did you get into? I hope some great things happened to you. I uh, I hope you did great things. Maybe you did great things for somebody else. The point I'm trying to get at is I hope that life is just great for you all around. And I know it's probably not, because let's be real, that's, uh, that's the reality of life, is that it's not great most of the time. But that's okay. Nothing is. Nothing's great all the time. So why would life be any different? And don't be seeking that great feeling out all the time. That's how you become a junkie. Embrace the bad stuff, under its par- understand it's part of life, and uh, this too shall pass. The bad times will pass, and then a great moment will show up, and then that'll be gone too. And then you'll be back to your normal shitty existence, all right? But if nothing good ever happens to you ever, if you're like, Joe, why are you telling me that great things happen to me? Nothing great ever happens to me. Why would anything great ever happen to me? Nothing ever does. What's the common denominator between everything and you? I don't fucking know. The point is, if nothing good ever happens to you, it might, you might be the fucking problem, you know? Anyway, so, that you know, don't know. Again, I got no idea what's going on in the news, people. No idea. Haven't paid a lick of attention this past week. It seems like there's less news now that we're in uh, the NFL playoffs. It seems like news just kind of really died down, or maybe I'm just not paying attention, other than, the global shit that nobody really wants to hear about because I don't completely understand it. But, you know, Klaus Schwab and the global, they're do, they're up to stuff. in the border, there's stuff going on at the border too, my God. There's people coming and then there's people going and there's people trying to stop them and holy hell, ain't that exciting. <laughs> I did a show in Standish, Standish, Michigan this past Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you don't know anything about Standish, you're not missing too much. 
there's not a lot going on up there. It's about an hour north of uh, Flint. The show is fine. The people were fun. But I don't think I've done a show in a town that has a population of less than 1,500 people in quite some time. And the show was, it, it was pretty lightly attended, but it's because there were two other things going on in Standish. There was a, like a karaoke night, and then it was like, I don't know, the fucking, the Jell-O auction. People made stuff from Jell-O cakes and other kinds of desserts and maybe they put some fruit in the jello and they were having some jello auction something like that so that's what we were competing with in standish michigan how many people live in your town that's the question it's uh i've been to some small it's just been a minute it's been a minute since i guess i've done comedy in in that small of a town you know I still consider Flint a relatively small town, even though the population is like 100,000. But just in comparison to a lot of other places, you know, it's like 1,500 fucking people. And uh, there's like one cop in the whole town. This lady was telling me after the show uh, that, because I mentioned the town, I forget how it came up, doing crowd work, people. I'm out there fucking jack of all trades, all right? You need somebody to work clean, dirty, work a crowd. Fuck, I'm doing it all out there. But it came up that uh, they probably don't have a lot of cops in the town. And a lady after the show mentioned that, yeah, there was one night somebody was driving their tractor with a generator down the main road. And my first question is, was the generator running the tractor? Because if the generator is running the tractor, I don't, you know, what the fuck are you calling the cops for on a guy just trying to get somewhere? And maybe not having the accessibility to do so other than using a generator and a tractor. But I guess that wasn't the case. He was just moving the generator from one place to another on a tractor, which even then, who are you to be fucking calling the cops? Some His mom probably fucking, her basement's flooded. She's swimming in the basement. He's trying to get the generator over there to kick the sub pump on. And you fucking call the cops on this man and let his mother drown. Or uh, children freeze, all because you go, oh, that looks suspicious to me. Mind your fucking business, people. But the great thing about Standish is, even if you call the cops, maybe it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, they might not be able to give you a call until tomorrow morning around 8 or 9. So whatever issue you're having, it's better to either deal with it yourself or just ignore it because, you know, cops in bed. He can't work all the time, and there's only one. There's probably a couple more, but they take time off up there in Standish, you know? And, I mean, honestly, what's the most amount of trouble 1,500 people could cause? What are you going to do, burn the town town? I don't know if I said town twice right there, but it sounded like it did. You can't. There's no town to burn down. You'll have to burn down... uh, Farms, pretty much. Farms and a golf course, from what I took away from Standish. That's all they really got up there. The woods, they'd just be burning down the woods. It'd just be a forest fire. That's what would happen if they wanted to burn down the town. And nobody's going to do that because they're calm, mild-mannered people up in Standish, Michigan. Great people. Fun people. Fun show. We had a great time. And it was. it's just, uh, I forget... Uh, those are the types of people you got to bring comedy to. Those types of towns. 
Maybe you live in a place where you don't leave. Or, you know, I get that not everybody lives in a big city. They suck. You don't want to live in a big city anyway, you know? Maybe a medium-sized city, whatever it is. But it's, if you live close enough, or if you're dedicated, like, people go to bigger cities for concerts or, like, comedy shows, you know? Like, going back to Nashville, if there's a show on going on in Nashville, and you live in Murfreesboro, which is about 45 minutes an hour away, you'll probably still go to Nashville to see the show. But when you live in a town with 1,500 people, you ain't going nowhere for nothing or nobody, you know? Especially when you live in fucking Farmville, you live in the fucking woods, you live in Standish, Michigan. Really, the closest city you're going to get to see like entertainment is going to be Detroit. And if you live in the woods, you know, you just ain't fond of the types of people in Detroit. That's all. Not, you know what I mean? Not, it's city people. That's all I'm saying. Just people in the city. You like to live in the woods, mind your business. You don't like the ruckus of a city. So you got to bring the people the entertainment, you know? Especially when you're a nobody like me, you go to the people. You go to the fucking people who didn't have the jello to make and uh, whatever other fucking event they had on the concert, the karaoke night. You get the people who have stage fright and the people who got no cooking skills at all. Those were the people who were at the comedy show last night. And they were fun. They were great. Small town living, good people. Who don't want to live in the woods? Ain't that the dream anyway? Ain't it the dream to be, to just have peace and quiet? I don't trust anybody over 40 years old who's still like, if you live in the city, in a big city, because like you're working and that's your life, but I don't trust anybody who gets to a certain age who says they like, you know what I mean? Like they do stuff. They like going out. They like the, the vibe of the city. Those people are out of their minds. They're mentally unstable to never want peace and quiet, especially after you've lived in it forever. Just seems absolutely insane to me. But maybe if it's all you ever know. I guess it makes sense then, but not for me. Who wants to live in the city? Those are going to be the first places, the easiest places to get locked down when martial law comes to America. That's the other aspect of the people standish. They ain't worried about nothing. No one's going to go looking for them because if you go looking for people in standish, you're probably going to find some trouble amongst themselves. They're fine. They know what people in Standish are about. They're relaxed. They're chilling. But there's a reason these people live in the fucking woods and don't want to go nowhere, people. You know? So if you show up and try and take over their town, whoo-wee, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. You're going to be in a lot of fucking trouble. You think the guy with the generator on the tractor don't have a few other toys? So, point being, living in the big city, yeah, that's where you're going to get locked down and probably get thrown into uh, internment camps. It's coming. They'll make them real. The cool thing about America and the propaganda machine that we offer is anything. They'll make it real sexy. The internment camps, you know what I mean? They call them smart cities where you ain't got to go nowhere. You never have to leave. And uh, the truth is you probably can if you wanted to. But, you know, it'll be an internment camp with, like, Roku TVs and Starbucks 
and definitely uh, Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's will be around in the internment camps because that's, you know, as long as you mask the suffering that is truly going on with fucking paper mache in America, we eat it up, you know, put some streamers on those internment camps. Let people have fucking gender reveals. You can't go more than 15 miles, but they go, fuck, this is the land of the free, home of the brave. Can't go nowhere. Can't say nothing. Can't think nothing. Can't do nothing fun. But God damn it, we're free and we're safe. And that's all that matters. Because sometimes you got to sacrifice freedom for safety. Because who don't want to feel safe all the time? Even though it's a complete illusion. It's an illusion, people. You're never safe no matter what. Because the clock is ticking regardless. So, even if you completely make yourself safe from every external threat you possibly can in life, your body's going to give out and kill you, so you can't do it. It's impossible. The internal threat of your heart stopping or, you know, your brain just for some reason just deciding it wants to bleed today for no fucking reason. You're gonna, so, fuck safety. That's all I'm trying to say. Fuck safety. Safety is also how they keep making laws. And they, they can't prevent you from doing dangerous things anyway. They can just catch you in the act and then fine you. That's all the whole fucking game is, people. So the point of all this is, is live in the fucking woods or just not in a major city and become one with the earth a little bit. Get back to your roots of being a brave uh, explorer, a warrior of the earth. You know? I don't even know what that means exactly, but I think you guys get it. Just get whatever. It's the same shit we always talk about anyway. It ain't nothing different. It ain't nothing new. Here's Southern people. I got that haircut, right? Here's the thing I didn't realize about haircuts is how, how addicting haircuts are. Like I got my haircut a month ago and I already feel like I needed another haircut. I don't want one now. I wanted one in December, but now I feel like I need one. And I went, shit, 15 years without ever feeling the need for a haircut. You know, it was like, if I wanted one, I got one. And that was it. And sometimes I felt like I needed it, but that urge I could, I could overcome usually by laying down and not feeling that motivated to get a haircut. That would, that would subdue that urge is just fucking doing something else. But now, but now when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, man, I need a fucking haircut. And, you know, I, I can't, I can't go nowhere now without doing something with my hair, wearing a hat. And I feel, I don't know. And I feel like I'm going to have to go to Nashville just to get the haircut. Cause now that lady that cut my hair is the only one I trust. I'm blanking on her name right now, but she's a great lady. Go back a few uh, podcast episodes. I'm pretty sure I shouted her out. But now it's like, because she's got the good stuff. You know what I mean? So now I'm willing to drive nine hours just to get a haircut. And it feels like it's a weird, you know? Because when you want meth, you don't want the cheap meth that you can get next door. You don't want a fucking uh, a great clip sack of meth. You want the good meth that you got in Nashville that one time. 
after not doing meth for 15 years. And then, you know, you do it once in Nashville. And now a month later, you're in Michigan going, fuck, man, I got to get back to Nashville so I can get a little bit of that meth. But in this case, meth is a haircut. Do you guys feel haircuts are, am, am I the only one that feels this way? That it's like there's a weird addiction going on with this haircut thing? Or is it something that people just don't think about and I'm just fucking fucked up and I can't not think about stupid shit all fucking day? So I feel like haircuts are an addiction, man. There's a relationship to it. And it's like maybe, maybe, maybe I should just go for a walk and quit smoking weed and thinking about my fucking hair all day. <laughs> That's a possibility too. That's something that I could need to do. But it seems to me it just seems like there's this weird addictive behavior now with a haircut. That it's like and some people do it like every two weeks, you know? Every five days. When you got that type of money, you got somebody around just cutting your hair, you just do it all the time, man. But I don't know if there's a program for this type of thing or if there's like a, a group where we can all, we could just sit down maybe once a month and talk about how we feel about our hair and what cutting it actually does to us and the repercussions of, of constantly feeling the need to cut your hair. And maybe we can brainstorm some ideas of things that we can do with our time other than getting haircuts. Just a thought, in case anybody wants to join, maybe we'll start a Discord group and then we'll, you know, and then once a year we'll do a seminar in Miami, but everyone's got to pay like six grand. But it'll be catered. It'll be catered by fucking Kroger Deli. <laughs> I, want, I want all that six grand, you know? Anyway, I, uh, what's the other thing? I can't fucking remember. Dude, it was, uh, there's a lot of old people at the YMCA here in Flint. There's a lot of old people at all, all the YMCAs. But I've noticed, and I think my grandma does this too, but there was a few old people that like, old people that get text messages like, have a full-blown ringtone for their notification when they get a text. And they don't turn that shit off. You know? Like, there's these old people at the YMCA, and they'll get a text, and their phone is like the best of Dean Martin. Like, the whole fucking album for the ringtone. Like, it just keeps playing and playing and they don't know how to find the button to turn the ringer off. And half of them have it. Some of them still got the fucking flip phone where they open it up, but it still fucking plays until you click okay on the text. I don't fucking know. But why are we allowing old people to have? Dude, if, if an old person is, no one's going to text an old person in emergency. You know? Like you might, you might text somebody like, Hey, I'm in trouble. I need help. But you're not going to text. If you're getting, if you're kidnapped, the last person you're going to text is an old person. Cause by the time they figure out how to even open the fucking text, you're not going to have a head and you're going to be in the, in the fucking swamp somewhere. So I don't know. And who, 
Who's texting an old person at 12.30 p.m.? Over and over and over again. Just call them. It's, it's absurd to me that we give these elderly people these fascinating pieces of equipment that either A, we don't teach them how to use, or B, we do, and they just don't fucking get it. You know, why, why is Crazy Train playing when, you know, your grandson's texting you happy birthday? Why is the whole song playing all the way up? Don't they know what vibrate is? I understand their hearing is gone, so maybe that's why the ringtones are so fucking loud. But phones vibrate. They can't feel that. Have they lost all sensation? Or is it a thing where like people, some old people, they're so goddamn old that if something vibrates on their leg, they'll just start pissing themselves because it will feel like the sensation of their bladder going and they're like, oh, I guess I'm pissing now. And they'll just start pissing and then they piss all over their phone and then you got to get a new phone. So then that's your like, maybe you're like, hey, let's turn it off, vibrate. And you can just listen to Crazy Train and Dean Martin all fucking day. What the fuck is going on? Also, just old people at the gym in general. I'm tired of it. I could do without them. They're in the way. They don't really do anything, you know? And that's fine. I get that you're old and you just come in here to sit in the hot tub and and talk to the boys, you know, you talk to the fellas and you just sit in the hot tub because you're old and your body don't work. So, you know, you're like I'm going to the gym, but really you just sit there and, you know, fucking come in the goddamn hot tub or whatever it is. But just, I just hate how they're in the way. And I know we're supposed to respect elders, but maybe there's a place for them, you know? Maybe there's like a, a special home where they could all go to and maybe they have a hot tub there that they could all deal with. I don't know. That's just a thought. Just a thought that maybe, maybe instead of uh, allowing old people to be a part of society where they just really don't really contribute too much anymore. You know, they're not really working. Uh, They're just using our resources in the way on the roads most of them shouldn't be driving you know they only go to two or three places so what if we just put those two or three places in a singular home along with a hot tub from the ymca and we just put all the old people in there and i know you're like well who's going to take care of these old people in this home and it's like we'll have i don't know maybe maybe like some mcdonald's workers who got fired maybe we'll put them in scrubs and not enough to take care of all the old people but just a few you know some that have uh anger issues and problems with their temper and abusive some of those types you know because you got to keep them in line you can't have someone who's going to be nice to the old people because then they're going to be fucking in the hot tub so you got to keep them in line. So you got to have somebody who's willing to fucking smack the shit out of an old person and push them out of the bed. But this is just an idea. Nothing like that, I think, exists now or will ever exist. But, 
you know, they're just in the way. And if we just put them all in just a big old giant home somewhere, I think it'd be a good idea. Hey, let's take a quick break, check in with our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Joe Kelly psychedelic experience. All right. Thanks for being here, everybody. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at Magic Mind. Now, listen, I know you're looking for energy on the go. I'm looking for energy on the go. We're all looking for energy on the go. And since the fentanyl epidemic, we haven't been able to do the toot toot that we usually do to get our days going. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? That's where Magic Mind comes into play. Not only will it give you energy, but it's also cleaner energy than the toot toot and the coffee. And the great thing about this is, look how small that shit is. It's on the go, people. How much energy do you really need to get yourself going? Do you need a 16-ounce Red Bull? Do you need a 24-ounce Red Bull? You don't. All you need is two ounces of energy, and that'll get your day going. Statistics that I have made up shown that all you really need is about two ounces of energy to feel great, to get your day going, to feel not only energized, but clear-minded, thoughtful, calm, all that and more inside this little bottle of Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.com, use the promo code KellyComedy20 at checkout, and you'll get a month free when you sign up for a six-month subscription. Give it a try, people. They've been wonderful to the podcast. I hope you've been wonderful to them as well. There's a link in the description of the podcast, but magicmind.com, promo code KellyComedy20 at checkout, and uh, save you some bucks while having a little pick-me-up, all right? Let's get back to the podcast, shall we? Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that brief message from our wonderful sponsors here at Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. Shout out Magic Mind, baby. Shout out Magic Mind. Here's something I've been thinking about, people, because uh, being back in uh, in Flint now for shit, a little over a month now, it's been uh, it's been interesting because I just, I don't know, I haven't been around like everybody, family and friends like this frequently or this long in, you know, since I left really, but, uh, it's, I don't know, man. It's weird when you grow in a different direction that other people don't, or some people don't even grow at all, you know? So in my, or I think in a lot of other people's eyes, like they know me from when I was 21 and left and maybe even before that, you know, people have these ideas of who you are and then they, they just keep you in that box for all of eternity, you know, but, uh, I don't know. And maybe people, maybe it's people who do go through change and progress and just, I don't know, just different life experiences than the same thing over and over again maybe they're more open to people uh, changing or being different or growing or something like that. You know, they understand that people aren't the same. They've always been. But I think when you don't ever leave your town and nobody around you does either, they stay the same, you stay the same. So you don't, it's not even an idea that anybody would ever change, you know, because for the most part, everyone a lot of people, when they don't move or they don't do anything different, you know, that person that they're looking at and going, you're the same person you were when you were 21. 
in that case, they're not wrong, you know? It's just interesting being back, I guess, and just fucking just seeing people not change and, like, and when I feel like I have, you know, and it's almost like sometimes people, rather than um, embracing change that you're going through, there's some people around that just cling to that idea of what you used to be. Because if they haven't changed at all and you have, maybe maybe they feel like, I don't know, they're less than, that they missed out on something, but they'd rather just, I don't know, man. It's a weird, it's a weird thing to kind of see and people just not being able to embrace it or even be interested in it, you know? It's wild. Dude, it's wild to me how, like, nobody around really seems interested in what I've been up to, what I've been doing with myself. Like, nobody. It's fucking absolutely fascinating to me. Not that, you know, not that, not that I'm some super interesting person or anything like that. And, uh, you know, but people just really don't care. It doesn't seem like it. So it's just, it's interesting being back, man. It's, it's been a, it's been a weird experiment up until this point where, uh, yeah, man, it's wild. It's wild coming back here. And no one seemed to be interested in what I've been up to or what even I got going on or what my ideas are or what I'm thinking or like just being back here. No one is even seems interested, but people got their own shit going on. I'm not fucking playing a fucking fiddle for myself over here. But, uh, you know, what do you do in those situations where, uh, you feel like you've, you've grown and other, and maybe some other people have it and they also aren't willing to accept that you have or even interested in the person you've become. It's pretty neat. I don't know if it's neat. It's kind of, it's whatever. Just something I've been thinking about, people. Good Lord. Let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your way. This is the shortest second half I think we've ever had on this podcast. This video was a fun one. It's, dude, I don't know if it's just the internet that I see a lot of it, but Asian people are fascinated with zoos, I feel like. There's always a lot of, uh, maybe, maybe Asian people are just the least cautious at zoos. And that's why there's so many videos of them out there getting snatched up by tigers and shit like that. But this one was fun because, uh, I don't know, you wouldn't think, I would never think a koala bear would be a vicious animal. But I know all animals have the potential to be vicious, so I would keep that in mind if I ever encountered a koala bear. But, dude, it's, uh, these these Asian people got their kid, and I they're probably in Australia or something like that. You know, all they know from koala bears is that, what I would assume, too, is that they're cute and cuddly, and they don't want to cause harm to nobody, and they just like hugs. They just like hugs like everybody else. But uh, these two parents are just standing by and with their kid, and this koala bear is like, 
not necessarily charging, but not walking up to this kid. It's moving to this kid with some swiftness. And everyone's real excited, you know? What better moment to capture on your camera than your child encountering a koala bear for the first time ever? Isn't that a beautiful moment? Won't that be something to send back home and play for, you know, the grandparents and years to come? When your child's older, you can go look at that. Remember that time you met that fucking koala bear and all you guys did was hug? Didn't happen, folks. This fucking koala bear grabbed that little fucker's legs and was trying to maul that little son of a bitch. And it is absolutely wonderful. Pay attention to your children. Everybody goes, oh, I, love, I would never let anything bad happen to my kids. Then half the time people are putting their kids in fucking danger's way because they think they're going to get a cute video to put on Facebook. So everyone's like, oh, I'll protect my kids at all costs. Unless, unless there's a chance you can get a fucking video to put on Facebook. And then you throw caution to the wind and just become consumed by ignorance. And you go, yeah, fucking fuck around with that bear. It's still a bear at the end of the day. That's a good thing to remember about koalas is it is a koala bear. So despite being cute and having little old man hair coming out of their ears, there's still bears at the end of the day with herpes or syphilis. Syphilis, I believe. So not only did that kid get attacked by a koala bear, he got fucking syphilis before even, and not even the, not even the fun way, you know? Not even the good old-fashioned way of, you know, meeting a nice, a nice young gal that you fall in love with. And, uh, you know, it just so happens that she has syphilis. That's how you do it, but then you got to marry her because you can't undo syphilis, I don't think. It's the gift that keeps on giving people. Thanks for checking out the podcast this week. Hope we had a little bit of fun, everybody. Thank you to our sponsor, Magic Mind. Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.com, promo code KellyComedy20 at the checkout, and uh, get your first month free when you subscribe for six months. It's a great product, people. Also, Flint, Michigan. I'll be here this uh, Saturday, February 3rd, at Timothy's Pub for a big comedy show, all right? Midland, Michigan. I'm also there February 8th. That's a Thursday at Three Bridges Distillery and Tap Room. I got a couple more Michigan shows, and then I'll be making my way to Knoxville in uh, late May. JoeKellyComedy.com has all your upcoming date shows and nonsense, all right? Do me a favor before you get out of here, all right? Take care of yourself, take care of somebody else, and I'll catch you around real fucking soon, all right? Later, my friend. <laughs>